Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And today we're talking about a really important topic, and that is... When is it time to just give up? How do you know if you need to keep going or if you're at the point where it's time to quit your business and go do something else with your time instead? And you might not be used to me talking about something that seems like a really negative topic, but we know that failing is actually a really important part of succeeding. And if you listen to any successful founder, they will likely tell you all about the failures that led to their eventual success. So if you're not seeing the success in your business that you really need to see, then at some point you need to decide whether you just haven't been doing what you're doing long enough or if it is time to give up and move on. But before we get started, if you want to get serious about your vegan business, then come and join us over at veganbusinesstribe.com because that's where Lisa and I help our vegan business tribe members to grow their vegan businesses. And we do that with advice. We've got members only content and courses in our vegan business academy. We do it with our online workshops and events. And you can even connect with the hundreds hundreds of other vegan business tribe members from around the world in our community hub or on our online networking meetups that we do on Zoom. And being a member a vegan business tribe. It's not just amazing value for money for everything you get, but it's also what funds us too. So if you want more support for your vegan business or you want to surround yourself with other people who share your ethics and are on the same mission that you are, whilst at the same time helping funding everything that we do to champion the vegan business scene around the world, world. Then head over to veganbusinesstribe.com. Click on the join button on the homepage and you'll see everything that you get as a member. And membership, it costs a month about the same as buying a cup of coffee a week from your local coffee shop. Okay, so I want to start today's session by saying business is hard. And it's a lot harder than you think. Speak to anybody who has built up a successful business and they will tell you about the stress. They'll tell you about the long hours and the sheer effort and tenacity that it takes to build up your own business. And they may even say that if they knew back then what they know now, they might have just gone and got a job and not built their own businesses in the first place. I was at an event last year where vegan entrepreneur and investor Heather Mills, she was asked what advice she would give to somebody thinking about starting their own 
business. And she simply replied, don't. And she wasn't joking. She said that owning your own business is simply not worth the negative impact that it will have on your life, your health, and just your work-life balance. And you'll be far better just going and developing a career with an established organisation instead. Now, as somebody who has pretty much always owned and run my own businesses since I was in my early 20s, I have to agree with Heather's advice. And that might sound like quite an odd thing to hear me say. I've done quite well in my career. I've been very fortunate. I've earned quite well in my career. But looking back now at the last 20 plus years, would I have had a less stressful life if I'd been an employee instead? Well, definitely. Would I have had chance to enjoy a better work-life balance? Well, undoubtedly, I would. Would I have potentially even earned more at the same time? Probably so. So, would I go back and tell my younger self that it's not worth it? Would I tell 23-year-old David, fresh from university, to stick with that large city marketing and design agency that he just won his first job at, instead of starting up his own 10 months later? Well, it's a hard question. There is something inside people who have their own business. There is this want for freedom and control that you can't get by being employed by somebody else. And it's a fallacy, of course, because when you're employed, you have one boss. But when you start up your own company... You have loads of bosses that you have to please. If you're a service business, then each one of your clients or customers, they become your boss. When you've got your own business, you can set your own working hours. But the reality is those working hours, they will be far longer than if you worked for somebody else. So, yes, I've always had my own company, so I can choose what time I get out of bed in the morning. It's just for often, that means choosing to get up at 5am or earlier to get ahead of my day. But it's a pain and reward cycle. The joy that you feel when you get your first order for your own business, that makes you forget all the pain of getting to that first sale. When you see your profits increase from one year to the next, that feeling of progress makes you forget all those long hours and stress that it took to make it happen. When you watch an employee go from their first day on the job knowing absolutely nothing to now being a key member of your team, then you forget all the other people that you hired that were not a good fit for your company. When a new idea that you had works out and it starts to become successful, you forget all the other ideas that you had that were just dead ends. And that's what keeps us going in business. That continued development and progress that keeps us coming back for more. So when you don't have that, that's when building a business gets really hard. 
If you can't see progress, if you don't feel any success, then that pain and reward cycle, it just gives you the pain. And I've been there. I've kept businesses going for years that were never going to be sustainable just from sheer stubbornness. And it's in that time when you find yourself working weekends while your friends and family go off on picnics, when you set your alarm realising that you're only going to get five hours sleep because you've been working late and you need to start early again the next morning. It's during this time when you start asking yourself, is it just time to quit? Is it time to just give it all up and go get a job with all the uncountable benefits that working for somebody else brings? Well, the answer might be yes. And I know, way to go on that motivational pep talk, David. But the reality is, a lot of ideas, they just don't work out. A lot of businesses are built on really bad foundations, And I think that some people, if I'm not being too unfair here, but some people don't actually want to build a business. They just wanted to build a better job for themselves and they once had. And if that's the case, then just go find a better company to work for. There are plenty of great ethical companies out there that really look after their employees. However, if you have a vegan business, then it's not quite that straightforward. At Vegan Business Tribe, we always say that you should never start a business. You should launch a mission. And if your business is your mission, if your business is your way to move the vegan cause forwards, then it's not just a company. It's not just a workplace. It's something else. And it may be that at this point in time, the only way that you can use your skill set to help introduce more people to veganism, whilst at the same time aligning your personal ethics with how you make a living, is to build your own business that does just that. I mean... If you get the opportunity to go work for one of the big established vegan organisations, then definitely go and do that. If you can still work towards your vegan goal, but with all the weight and resources of someone like Beyond Meat or the Vegan Society behind you, then you're going to make a far bigger impact. But for many of us, the only way that we're going to be able to work for an ethical vegan organization that is looking to end animal suffering is to create our own. So there's more weight to this than just quitting your own business and going to work for somebody else. When you've got a vegan business, it's about whether or not you give up on your mission too. And that makes the decision even harder. So Let's look at this in more detail before we decide if it's time to give up on what we've built. We've established that building a business is about effort and reward. When you get success, then the time and effort you're putting into your business, it just becomes worth it. So 
If you're not seeing success, then you're not getting that dopamine hit. You're not getting that feeling of progression. And the human brain, it hates giving effort and getting no reward in return. It's hardwired into us. It's part of our evolution. Energy is a limited resource, and it was even more so to our ancestors. So if you keep doing something that takes energy, but you get no benefit for it in return, then your brain, it will very quickly dissuade you from doing that stuff. It will start telling you to quit. It's just not worth the effort. But the reality is, very few people come up with an idea for a business, then goes out and builds that company just to find success where they thought they were going to find it. Building a business, it's like tackling an obstacle course. You climb over one wall just to run straight into another. It's what you learn and how you adapt your plan in response to those walls that leads to success. You may have heard the phrase fail fast when we're talking about business. And in fact, I did a whole podcast episode about how to fail fast and fail cheap back in episode 69. And the summary of that is that you need to either prove or disprove your business idea as quickly as possible. Because why give the next three to five years of your very precious life to something that was always destined to be a dead end? But the important takeaway from that is you need to prove or disprove an idea, not your entire business. The two are separate. So you might start a business doing one thing, but the thing that brings you your success is an opportunity that you have yet to discover. And finding out what this thing is, that's going to take some time and it might take some exploration. So if you hear stories of people just quitting their day job and then their business is successful straight away, then one of two things are true here. Either one, they're just lying, or two, they started building the business or building up their contacts in a very specific sector long before they officially launched that company. Remember what I said about pain and reward. The reward makes us forget the pain. And that is true of successful entrepreneurs telling us their stories. On the Vegan Business Tribe website, we have our Vegan Business Academy, and that's where all our member-only content is. And within that, we've got a scale-up section where I interviewed successful vegan companies about how they scaled up their business. And when I interviewed Tom, the founder of Miami Burger, about how they got their products into the supermarkets, he just casually mentioned that he emailed one of the big supermarket chains and they invited him down for a chat. They loved the product and decided to take it on. But of course, it just doesn't happen like that. So when I pulled him up on this and asked him for more detail, 
He then recalled the hundreds, if not thousands, of unanswered emails that they sent before that one. And all the pictures that went nowhere. And the relationship building and the contact making that actually got him and his team into that meeting. And it was, in fact, closer to a two-year process to get taken on by their first supermarket. Now, Tom wasn't trying to mislead me when he said he just dropped an email to the supermarket and got a meeting. It's all about the pain and reward again. The reward of getting that first supermarket deal. That made him forget all the pain. But that also means... When you hear all these success stories and your experience doesn't match them yet, then you think that what you're doing just isn't working. When the reality is you're likely following the very same path that they did. They just missed all the pain and negatives out of their success story. So if you get the chance, then do go and talk to the successful people in your industry and get the real story of how long it took them to find that success. I guarantee it will be longer than you think. Go listen to podcasts like NPR's How I Built This with Guy Raz, which really quizzes the entrepreneurs of some of the world's biggest brands about how they built their companies. And each interview, it is a long list of missteps, failed ideas and learnings that led the entrepreneur to the thing that we now know today as being successful. So as long as you are seeing progression, then it's probably not time to give up on your idea yet. But you do need to be prepared for the long game. It's probably going to take you longer than you think to find success. So you need to make plans and preparation to accommodate that. You might need additional sources of income. So don't just quit your job with a few months worth of savings in the bank and expect to have replaced your income with your new business before that money runs out. And knowing if your business is progressing or not, that's key here. So you need to set up ways to monitor that progress. You need to have key performance indicators or KPIs in your business that can be tracked and monitored to see if you're moving forwards or not. You need to keep clear records of your progress. So track your sales month to month, quarter to quarter and year on year, paying real attention to the longer trends rather than the shorter ones. Compare your sales quarter to quarter or year on year, not week on week. Because growth has a lot of inertia. It often starts small and slow and it's easy to miss it in the early days if you're not paying that close attention. And those key performance indicators, they don't have to be just your sales. There are many indications of growth and progress within a business. So monitor your cost of sale, i.e. how much it costs you to make your product or deliver your service. Because if that's going down, then your business might actually be growing without you seeing an increase in the number of sales that you make. 
Track the number of visitors to your website, the number of social media followers that you have, the number of inquiries you are receiving, or the number of mentions that your company gets in the news. Record the number of podcasts that you've been interviewed on and your average product review scores. Because if all of these less tangibles are going up, then your sales will follow. But success, it's not just about money. Now, don't get me wrong. Success needs money. We all need money. And let me tell you, you can do a lot more good in the world with a profit than you will ever do with a loss. But also monitor the positive impact in the world that your business is making too. And this is really, really important. This isn't just me being a modern day hippie. That's vegan business drive. Lisa keeps a document of all the things we have helped our members to do, from getting funded to launching collaborations together. And if we ever wonder what we're doing is worth it or not, we go back and read over that document. We call it our wins list. And after a couple of years of running Vegan Business Drive, it's already a long list. So, There are lots of ways to monitor the progress of your business. And you need to make sure that you're doing this so that you are not giving up on something that is actually starting to work. And maybe without you even realising it. And understand that this will take time. But as long as you can see that progress, then that will give you the reward that your brain needs to put up with the pain. And that's why we always ask our vegan business tribe members to share their wins with us in our community hub. And then Lisa shouts about those wins in our member emails and on our social media because they need to be celebrated as tangible growth landmarks in your business to keep that momentum going. So if you are looking at your key performance indicators and not just your sales, but everything else that you need to be monitoring too, and they are showing growth, then just keep doing what you're doing, but find ways to expedite that progress. And don't just look at week-to-week or month-to-month figures. Look at quarter-to-quarter and year-on-year. Compare where you are now to where you were 12 months ago. Not just sales and money in the bank, but in terms of learning and experience. However, if you are tracking all these things in your business, and at the end of the year, you are in no better place than when you started it, then do something about it. And that doesn't necessarily mean quitting, but it does mean don't just keep doing what you're doing, hoping that it's going to improve. They say that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and again and expecting to get different results. And I think this is what leads many people to quit. The business is not getting the progress that we want, but we're not willing to make those big changes that we need to change that. Remember what we said earlier about needing to either prove or disprove your idea as soon as possible. If you've been plugging away at something for a couple of years and it's just not working, 
then change it. That is the reason why we've got our own businesses, to be in control of those businesses. You are literally the person in charge. You have the agency to make any change in your business. But we forget that. So if something isn't working and you're giving it the time and the effort to prove that, then your first thought, it shouldn't be to quit. It should be to change. In that time, you will have built up experience. You will have started to build up a brand and connections in your industry. You will have built up your knowledge and you're now in a far better place to take all that new career capital and put it into practice. What would you change in your business if you were starting again today? Well, you can just do that now. You have the power to change whatever you like in your business. So do you offer a service that's not working out for you, but you've got loads of clients using it? Well, you can send them all an email with a date of when that service will end. Or you can sell those clients to somebody else who offers a similar service and is more dedicated to it than you are. Are you selling a product and it's just not selling no matter how much positive feedback and exposure you're getting? Then realise that maybe it's not the product that people want, but your knowledge and expertise that led you to make that product in the first place. Maybe you can teach people how to make your products themselves and save yourself all the cost of manufacturing and shipping. You can literally do all of this. If you believe that you have the final say over quitting your business, then you've also got the final say over changing it too. You are not a potted plant. You don't have to just stay where you've been put. So take what you have learned and use that to iterate and evolve what you are doing. If you believe that you have disproved an idea, then move on to the next thing and work to prove or disprove that. It's easy to let your business paint you into a corner, to get to the point where you are doing everything you can to keep up, but not able to do anything to move your business forwards. So before you decide it's time to quit, instead ask, is it just time to take action? Have you proven or disproven your business idea? Because if you've proven it, then take all the reasons why you started your vegan business in the first place and use that energy and enthusiasm to move it to the next level, which may include having to get you out of your own way if you're the bottleneck in your business. Or if you have disproven the business, and you'll only know that for sure if you're tracking your metrics and KPIs, then wrap it up. Take the valuable things that you have learned and move on to the next idea. Because if you don't, you are not taking the next step towards the idea that's going to prove your success. Before you decide to quit, make sure that you actively prove or disprove your business. Don't get stuck in the limbo between the two. Okay, so 
This is going to be a really important topic for some people. So let's go back and have a bullet point rundown of how to decide if it's time to quit or not. One, business is hard. Ask anybody who has built a successful business what their advice would be for anybody else thinking about starting a business, and they might just answer, don't. And they probably won't even be joking. Two, remember the pain and reward cycle. When you have success, the reward of that makes you forget the pain that it took to get there. When you don't have that success, that's when building a business gets really hard. If you can't see progress, if you don't feel any success, then the pain and reward cycle, it just gives you the pain. Three, but the reality is very few people come up with an idea for a business, then go out and find success where they thought they were going to find it. You might start a business doing one thing, but the thing that brings you success is an opportunity that you are yet to discover. And finding out what that thing is, it might take time and it might take exploration. Four. The pain and reward cycle. It's also what makes successful entrepreneurs forget how hard it was to build their business. So if you're comparing your experience to theirs, then just remember that they've probably skipped over a lot of the obstacles they faced and they're probably not giving a true indication of how long it took. So go listen to podcasts like NPR's How I Built This with Guy Raz, which really quizzes entrepreneurs as some of the world's biggest brands to tell their true stories. Trust me, it will put your own struggles in perspective. Five, you need to be prepared for the long game. It's probably going to take you longer than you think to find success. So you need to make plans and preparation to accommodate that. You might need additional sources of income. And definitely don't just quit your job with a few months worth of savings in the bank. Six, knowing if your business is progressing or not is the key. You need to track key performance indicators or KPIs to give you the reality of your business. Compare your sales quarter to quarter or year on year, not week to week or month to month. Growth has a lot of inertia and it often starts small and slow and it can be easy to miss in the early days. Seven, those key performance indicators don't have to be just your sales. There are many indications of growth and progress within a company. So monitor your cost of sale, the number of visitors to your website and your average product review scores. If all of these less tangible KPIs are going up, then sales will follow. Eight. If you are monitoring your key performance indicators and they are showing growth, then keep doing what you're doing, but find ways to expedite that progress. If, however, 
you are tracking all these things in your business. And at the end of the year, you are in no better place than at the start. Then do something. You are literally the person in charge. Nine, if something isn't working and you've given it the time and effort to prove that, then your first thought, it shouldn't necessarily be to quit. It should be to change. Don't get painted into a corner in your business. If you have a service that's not working for you, but you've got clients using it, then you can send all those clients an email with the date when that service will end. Or you can even sell those clients to somebody else. And 10... If you have proven your business idea, then move it to the next level, which may include having to move you out of parts of the business if you're the bottleneck. Or if you have disproven the business, then wrap it up and move on to the next idea. Just don't get your business stuck in the limbo between the two. And that is it. So... Is it time to quit or is it time to change? Are you even tracking those metrics in your business to know if your business is progressing or not? Are you holding your business back by forgetting you're the one making all the decisions? Because remember, when you have a vegan business, lives are literally at stake. Your success with your vegan business, it's what is helping us move the vegan scene forward. So isn't it time to take it seriously? That's why Lisa and I started Vegan Business Tribe. We see VBT as our form of activism. It's our way to help the vegan cause with the skills we had developed over the last, gosh, 20 plus years of business. So if you want support and you are not already a member with us over on veganbusinesstribe.com, then head over to the website and see how you can get involved with us so that we can help your vegan business move forward too. No matter where you are in the world right now, and even if you just have an idea for a vegan business at the moment, you will be far more likely to succeed if you surround yourself with other people who are on the same journey as you are. So, Thank you so much for listening. As you know, it really means a lot to Lisa and myself. But we've got so many people on this journey with us and that you give up your time every week to listen. So I will see you on the next one.